Enjoy the show. We're doing it live. Hard sit down on the bench. No one needs you. Getting this job done with fire, water, and wind. We don't need heart. They're already on the floor. Snort lightning, shit thunder. I don't know. They're going to um, have the secret fifth member of the Fantastic Four. Boy. He watches. <laughs> Unless he you're Kelly. Must not. Shall not Just interfere. Unless you're Kelly's calves. Let's take down my mom! Although she is kind of a cunt. She's mother of... We're live. For the 251st. 51st. Purge Hangers and Wall Hangers Media Network presentation. We, of course, are the Triforce Podcast, of course. And I am your host, Matthew Bucarell, the Matman. To my left is co-host Christopher Bristow, the old man. Of course, our omnipotent presence that is our producer, big brother Stephen Bucarell. And very special guest... We have some people. I got, guys, I went to the country of New Jersey over the weekend. It's a very, very different place. It's a very different place. But I met some great people here. They're in the Projanger box. They represent the Green Bean Cafe. We welcome Dana and Anita to the Triforce Podcast. Yes. Welcome, gang. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. So... Met you guys, instantly loved your product, the Green Bean Cafe, if you want to talk a little bit about it and let the fans know why they will instantly want to go to New Jersey and gladly pay that $5 toll. <laughs> go ahead, you do. You want to start off? Okay, cool. All right, so um, a little bit about us. Um, we're fairly new to the whole uh, organization. Um uh, in New Jersey, uh, just became, was it, uh, I'm going to say it the right Recreational. Recreational um, use only right now of cannabis. Of cannabis. Um, so we decided to start up a little, a little thing, you might as well say. Um, <laughs> we've had this vision for the Green Bean Cafe for about five years. We planned on taking it to Las Vegas because everything's already up and running over there. Um about a year and a half to two years ago, when everything became recreational over here, um, there was a lot of things going on where people were throwing all of these um, pop-up shops and they're throwing all of these events that we really weren't aware of. We actually just decided to throw an event in our house because we just love to smoke marijuana. You know what I mean? So basically, you're like, let's have a party for Tony. Let's do it. We didn't think it was going to turn into all of this mm-hmm. and all of all of this yeah. <laughs> back here. So, um, product placement. Yeah, it, 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 it grew very quickly. Um, the event in my house turned into people asking when were we going to throw another one? We actually threw another one on Cinco de Mayo that we called by, uh, we called it, um, Cinco de Moto. Cinco de Moto because Moto. Molta, right? Yes. Molta, yes. Molta. Like the I always say it wrong. You think I'm so, she I'm, pronounces everything. Right, I pronounce everything wrong. I don't know um, anybody on this podcast that would do that the same myself. <laughs> I pronounce, <laughs> and I'm the host. Yeah, like, Every right. single name so, I have um, to and, pronounce, and, that and I murder success. it. So once we did that, we realized how big this is, and um, within a small few months, we've already done at least ten shows. We've done the Boardwalk Buds in Atlantic City. We recently was in Manhattan and we did a pop-up show with Jim Jones. We got to meet him and give him all of our products. It was pretty cool. Awesome. So this really took off more quickly than we thought it was going to be. And let me tell you that in the 25 years of me working, this is the coolest job ever. I yeah. mean, it's a little stressful. You know, we're, we're in the kitchen sometimes. Well, she's in the kitchen for days sometimes. And we're just running around before these events. But 
when we actually get to the event and we start working, I mean, you can't ask for a better job. I mean, down to our security, like he loves his job. Yeah. Like he literally works for Wawa and he will call out and be like, uh-uh, I got to work on my other job. <laughs> he loves it. Like it's like, you know, so it's one of those things where in a world of jobs that people don't always love to do, mm-hmm. this is something that we really love to do. You know what I mean? Like and we passion? started so quickly and we're all in-house with everything that we do, which means that we only basically, we, we use some companies, but for the most part, we're all in-house. All of our friends make our products down to our banners, down to our t-shirts, yeah. down to everything that you see is made by our best friends that they started up because we started up. So it's kind of like a whole family best friend oriented business. And I mean, when I say everybody has our back, everybody has our back. And if we didn't have all of them, we wouldn't have all of this. That's awesome. It's like we have a good support system. We have a, we have a big support team. Yeah. So, um, it's something we started overnight, but I really believe that it's going to take off. Um, I believe it too. And don't get a storefront. Like our ultimate goal is to have a storefront. We want to infuse mm-hmm. coffee and teas. I'm already making coffee infused. She and we both also infuse lemonades. We're going to make a whole I bunch of iced teas. teas. Yeah. yeah, pastries. Um, all infused CBD, THC. Nice. It's also about educating people because a lot of people have like a bad perception of edibles because people, you know, yeah, that's play with them thing. at home. You know, and so it's really also that's one of my big things. I try to educate people on what they're doing when they're eating and being safe, um, keeping them away from their kids. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. some of these treats are like something that they would eat. So yeah, they're definitely, um, um, you know. I mean, look at that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Make sure that we see this belief. Any here. child would grab So we that. know. That's yeah, like the reason. You know what I mean? But if you just see this laying around, you got to put it up high. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really about the education for me, but just going on with the process. Nothing goes better with coffee than wheat. Yeah. So I'm going to give you a little a little experience. <laughs> so, you know, we were like, this will be great. Like, what's not better than, you know, our people that work early in the morning on the way to work, they have to get their coffee. But people like us, mm. we got to smoke our little joint or our little bowl. We got to hit something before we go to work just so we're not just so stressed out when we first go in there. Yeah. And I looked at Dana and I was like, what would not be better if it was already in the coffee? Like nobody has time to do all that. Sometimes you're late. You just don't have time. You know what I mean? I said, Still what get the edge off. Grab their coffee and it's already in there. That's awesome. So uh, we started doing making it and then drinking it. So the first morning that I drank my weed coffee, <laughs> the best day of my life. I was energized. I had, you know, I had all everything there I needed to do for my whole day, all in line. But nobody made me upset. <laughs> now, did you get that that yeah, you know, lag? You kind of irk you throughout your work day, you know, and you're just like, I just wanna. I just didn't get that edge. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was like, it's got to be the coffee, man. It's got to yeah. be the coffee. So, uh-huh. you know, I'm not the only one in the world I know that feels like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. If we can kind of push this to getting a small cafe and then possibly having a chain of restaurants in the future, that's what we want to do. We want people yeah. to be able to come for their morning commute, get your little cookie or your pastry and get your coffee. If you would like it to be a little spicy and you need that edge off in the morning then that's what you can do you know what i mean and if not we have regular stuff too so you know we kind of want to just give people that option you know with the quick you know everybody wants coffee you want to go to Mm -hmm. starbucks or you want to go you know what i mean get your little thing but you want to be quick that's kind of what we want to do but with our products you know and offer both if you want them to be special products you can be special you want them to be regular they can be regular you know so we just kind of wanted to put that out there because nobody's really doing anything like that you know 
Yeah. That's, it's an awesome idea. As soon as you told me about it, I was instantly in love with this idea of just, and I loved how you have a very family-oriented way about your business. You're involving your family. It's a lot like what we do. We try to get everybody involved. Yep. And yeah. you're getting, yeah. you gain that support, but you also just get random pothead support because it's a good yeah. fucking idea. Yeah. And like we I told you, people together. you got to capitalize yeah. on that now. Yeah, mm-hmm. we grow up together. Fresh, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why we're here, right? <laughs> exactly. Why well, we gotta be? We gotta be behind this day one and support th- these two because they're gonna be the next Bezos, man. Just, just send all the information to pjandwh dot com, and we will, we will bring you as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, we'll do. <laughs> because one thing they got going on, they got New Jersey's Canapalooza. They'll have yeah. a variety yeah. of supporting yeah. vendors, yeah. flower vendors, yeah, we're gonna, edibles, we're gonna try food. To trend it. Um, I'm pretty sure we're going to have more than one. Um, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be our only one. Uh, we have lots of people that we're linking up with. Um, yeah. Look at you guys. We have another um, people that are they're starting up. I think they do like a radio podcast now, but they want to start a YouTube mm-hmm. channel. And they're going to make our Canapalooza their first episode. So oh, I thought that awesome. was cool, too. Yeah. That's great. So, and these people have been kind of following us through our little journey because we actually won a contest through them. Mm -hmm. We won second place for like the best looking table and, um, and the most variety, variety, I can't say it right. She knows I can't say that word. I can't say that word. Um, so we won second place. And ever since then, they've been following us. Like they even came to AC and popped up out there. Like, Oh, we came to see you in Atlantic city. So it's cool how we have a lot of followers already. And people really do pop up to our shows from other places. And they remember us and they're like, Oh, it's the girls. It's the green bean girls. You know? So it's like, we're yeah. kind of making a little small name for ourselves. So everything is kind of working, you know, the way I imagine it. It's hard when you first start something up because you just don't think it's going to go the way that it does. But we've been very blessed with like luck and blessings. I'm telling you now, there's been like a lot of last minute deadlines. There's been things that just have fell in our lap and we just look at each other and we're like, wow. Like, it hasn't all been easy. No, it's not easy. But, but you're enjoying the journey, right? Lucky. Yeah, we've been lucky. You can yeah. tell their passion. Yeah. Yeah, you can tell their passion and their drive for it. And that's what really you have the love for it. So you're willing to go that extra mile to make it your own and make sure that your name on it looks good. So that's what I'm really impressed with. And I'm also impressed because you could see them September 11th, 2 p.m. through 8 p.m. at the Canapalooza. And uh, contact them at, at the green bean underscore cafe on Instagram for yeah. more details. Yeah, so. it's a secret location, but you mm-hmm. can buy your tickets on Eventbrite. Definitely go to our Instagram page. It's the uh, link is all over our page to get tickets. It's 25% off today tickets. We had a 50% off sale yesterday for Labor Day. We're going to have a bunch of promotion going on through the week. We're giving out free stuff um, to like the first twenty people in the door. We're gonna yeah. be giving out free. Everybody free gets a gift bag. So um, there's also a raffle for first, second, and third place prize. Art vendors, infused food vendors, flower vendors. It's gonna be a really nice, relaxed scene to come and just have a really nice four twenty experience. So you guys don't want to miss it. Absolutely. So we're going to steer everybody over there to check out the Canapalooza and support the Green Bean Cafe because, like I said, this is one of those moments to where you know you want to start supporting somebody in their business venture or their idea when it sounds so good. And you're like, why? Why hasn't this already been done? Why isn't there already a change? 
<laughs> it so, goes back. It goes back to the mantra that I uh, that I put out with this network. It says, you know, build people up and others through positivity, and and you know, keep absolutely. the negativity at bay. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll do that. We'll 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 support you. We are here for you. Absolutely. Anytime hey, you guys you. want to be on. We, we really do appreciate, um, you know, any type of um, support and um, especially, you know, going live and doing things like that because um, in our minds, we just think we thought this was going to be so much further down the line. You know what I mean? So yeah. anytime that anybody gives us any type of support, anything like that, we are so grateful and um, we just really appreciate it because like I said, we just, we thought this was going to be like, Oh, it's going to be so long. It's going to take so long. I don't know if it's going to kick off and it's kicking off faster. So I love weed and I love that you guys love weed. And (laughs) (laughs) that's all I can say about it because everybody loves it. I haven't had any negative anything going on since I know. But see, that's where we, I have to contradict with her there because regardless of how many people were stoners. So we would like to believe that everyone likes weed, but there is still a negative connotation. There are still people Mm -hmm. out there who don't want this to be legal. They do not want this to happen. They are pushing it. They want to stop it. It's moving along, but again, you know what I mean? They're they're Um, not everybody out there. Give it 20 years. Those people will be yeah, yeah, we we actually educated ourselves to the point where we actually know where it stems from the negativity, and it's crazy because it's basically it was the it was basically the government that put the negative um, stance on that, and it, it wasn't it, the government; it was the two rich guys. Oh, wait, were it was names? the guy who created um, William Randolph Hearst and the guy who created Flexiglass. Yes, and um, their scientists figured out that weed could be better than factory gas and could make better paper. And it would put both of them out of business. At the time, 1934, I think they were like the richest men in the world. And they put out all this propaganda. Weed came from Mexicans. It they was a terrible drug. They it. made the yeah, movie. They, yeah. They, yeah. And they pushed it. And before you know it, Congress, weed doctors and everybody used to carry weed on. They, weed used, they used it for everything until these people came. And they used it all along the Oregon sample. Trail. Weed has been in our history all the way up until 1934 when they took it out of all the books and said it was bad and it came from mm-hmm. Mexicans. And yeah. now yeah. here we are trying to get it legal state by state federally soon enough but educating is the one important point that i knew you guys would bring up and i knew that you knew a lot about it and it is an education because as many states in this union have agreed is that it has medical properties it has properties that are probably not probably that are better than alcohol like killing yearlings absolutely definitely yes definitely yeah so, it does it does it it, it cures that. a lot of things it was already doing that mm-hmm. they just put that you know they just they made it that, that way and it's all it all came there, down yeah. the money and, it, and it's sad but the know? funny thing is right now it's all coming down the money a lot of these states aren't making weed legal. they're only making weed legal because they need the money some of them are in debt for whatever reason i don't care why they do it as long as it's getting done now i'm not going to complain but mm-hmm. it still always comes down the money so yeah it usually does yeah so. yeah unfortunately and, and, and by the way sidebar we're definitely not in it for the money 
I think we're point. just not. It's not. That's not what our. We're Sometimes not trying to right become millionaires. You know what I'm saying? That's not what we're trying to do. We're yeah. really just trying to get the facts out there that it really does help people. Me myself, I have love. a um, C1 fracture. I was in a very bad car accident, and if I don't have CBD every day, I will be so. My neck will be terrible. I don't. I don't believe in any over-the-counter drugs. I don't believe in any. Um, I don't take any Tylenol. I don't take any prescription. I never had. Um, and I truly believe in just all natural herbs, you know, I'm just not one of those people, you know, so, mm. and that's, that's hard too. The pharmaceutical companies don't want to hear that. No, they don't. <laughs> so but you can yeah. always tell when there's a nerd present and these two are definitely weed nerds. <laughs> oh yeah. The passion I mean, exists with this let one. Let me tell you something. We, we, like We're I said, we learned, yeah, we learned all that we could find. I mean, we, we took classes and everything. And it's funny because it's something that I've always did my whole life. But when I got into this different aspect of it, I was like, we have to educate ourselves. We can't go out there and not know what we're talking about. And you we're still I mean? willing to learn more every day. You know? oh, there's, there's a lot still more to be learned. Almost, there's still more for us to learn. And things are changing with the laws and the way things are done and going to be done. So we still have to continue to educate ourselves about the process. Because you don't want to be left behind or you don't want to miss out on certain information that may be relevant to you or your business, to us or the business. You know what I mean? So we definitely have to keep our air to the streets and to everything that's going on in regards related to cannabis because it may be beneficial to us. Yeah. Awesome. You guys definitely fit right into the definition of purjangers, which is why I always like to have different (laughs) kinds of nerds in here, which of course is person and or group love and or infatuated with nerd and geek culture. And you can be a nerd or a geek about anything. And you guys are definitely weed nerds. And I'm so glad that we had you on. We want everybody and we are going to direct them to the Canapalooza on September 11th. They're going to check you guys out. Go to Instagram and hit in at the green bean underscore cafe and get your yes, tickets thank today. You. That's us. Thank you guys. Thank you Thanks guys. for having Thank us. you so You're much welcome. for hopping on with us. And just anytime you guys have anything else you want to promote, just go ahead and send me a message. We'll have you back on. Yes, you guys are free Saturday. We'll send you guys, we'll put you guys on the guest list. You guys can stop through. Um, you guys got some free tickets, so you guys we'll can give, come yeah, out. We'll give you guys up to 10 free tickets if you want us later. If you guys can't make it or you have some friends want to go, just, you know, hit us yeah, up you there. We got you. We'll definitely show. message you. want to do it, we'll get it done to you guys. Thank you right. so much. Right. Thank you. Dana, Anita from the Green Bay right, Cafe guys, Gang. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So... Awesome. So awesome. So, of course, that isn't exactly why we've came here tonight. Tonight, Aquaman's new suit, the invisible thing, Game Boy Advance flicks, and so much more on the Triforce podcast. And, of course, we're going to hop over to uh, yeah our first story. That's their Instagram page, uh, at the Green Bean underscore cafe. And our first story is a Pokemon anime. Okay. It looks good, though, because Pokemon, the anime, is looking serious, kind of, besides the Pokeball guy from Sword and Shield. We have a new Pokemon series created to celebrate the 25 years of Pokemon franchise, and it will premiere September on the 9th. I don't know why I phrased it like that. It will be a a web exclusive with each of the eight episodes exploring different regions of the Pokemon universe. Every episode, like uh, the Galar region, 
Aloha, you're gonna have you're a Pokemon just, dad. Just, just go. I'm, just I'm, roll I'm, with it. Just okay. roll with it. Kalos, mm-hmm. Unuvo, yeah, Sinho, and Heon. Sinoa, yeah. Johto and Kanto and Kanto regions. Of course, Thanos? we know the Kanto. Did you um, say Thanos? Almost. Thanos. Oh, okay. So sure. Thanos will be there. Okay. Yeah, it's good to know. But it is efficient. I like in the teaser, we see a little of the first episode with the battle between Leon, the champion of the Galar Region League, and the legendary Pokemon Eternus with an appearance from Pokeball Guy from Sword and Shield. So the first episode of Evolutions will air September 9th in the Galar Region and on the official U- Pokemon YouTube channel and on Pokemon TV mm-hmm. with the new episode streaming <laughs> every two weeks and ending on December 23rd in the Kanto region. So they're going to end on the most familiar region that you would know that you've dumped more hours than any other game into. I mean, through the trailer, it's a Pokemon, but I like how, one, it's a different art style than you're used to, and it does have that more serious anime tone, especially with the way they're doing the art and the sky, as well as just, I mean, the Pokemon look the just same. Just the lighting and the, the people and lighting. It looks good. Oh, God. That was a sponsor segment. <clears throat> yeah, dry throat. Dr- grab a Yingling and kill it. <laughs> like that one. So, this is not the first time that the Pokemon Company has made a movie like this with the 2019 series based on the Galar region called Pokemon Twilight Wings. And before that, a similar web series, more of a mature nature, called uh, Pokemon Generations, giggity. The fact that you typed that in there. I did. I typed the giggity. Giggity. He really did. So, it's an interesting show you're going to be getting in September, um, and it's, you know, a different view of Pokemon, and having a more serious side to Pokemon, you know, you get that new kind of look at an old IP, which I think is a really good idea. That's a way to refresh it without taking it out of its standard wheelhouse. You're touching, giggity, the old fans, but you're also inspiring non-Catholic church giggity the new younger fans. I, I, uh, could yeah. we lose the giggity, possibly? Maybe less giggity on this one. Well, there's less giggity on the next story. Yeah. Less, less giggity, giggity, more hi-o. Hi-o! <laughs> hi-o? We will see our first trailer right here of Amazon's Wheel of Time show. I think that's the title of the podcast, Less Giggity, More Hi-o. <laughs> Allow it. <laughs> Amazon's adaptation of Robert Jordan's 14-book fantasy series gets its first trailer, releasing on November 19th, released uh, on Amazon Prime, of course. It'd be weird if they released it anywhere else. 14 Uh, books. Yeah, man. That's why I was like, hmm, Wheel of Time, really? Uh, The trailer shows us our first glimpse at Jordan's world, which is way different than Bobby's world. Morani Dormed of Rosemont Pike a member of a group of female magic users known as Anis Sendai. I'll go with it. Ace Sendai. Sure. The Ace Sendai, who are capable of wielding one power to accomplish feats like healing and also controlling elements. So they're like the Avatar. But, I don't know, like all female mage avatars. Does one of them have so. heart? Heart! It's yeah, the most we'll useless one. 
<laughs> Hard sit down on the bench. No one needs you. Getting this job done with fire, water, and wind. We don't need heart. They're already on the floor. Anyway, the trailer should... reminds me that Don Cheadle Captain Planet was <laughs> Yeah, it was. It was so awesome. Uh, the trailer also shows off a first look at the Wheel of Time's younger cast, uh, Mar- Marlene Madden, as... Uh, Jesus. Igwin Alvir? Agwin Alvir. There you go. Uh, Marcus Rutherford as Pernin Abayar. Perrin a Abara. Because all the simple names were taken. Can't call everybody. <laughs> Barney Harris. That's a simple name. Because you know? that's the actor's name. Matt Coffin. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Zoe, I'm just going to call him Zoe your name. Robbins. How's that? Zoe Robbins. Okay. Zoe Robbins. Zoe Robbins. Huh. We'll do Zoe. Sounds well, edgier. It has those two little period, like two little dots. dots. Yeah, I won't judge him for that. Okay. Um, Nayaviv Almira. We have to say every and Josh Stardowski as uh, Rand Althor, the five central uh, central characters in Jordan's book, who Morlane ends up uh, mentoring as the journey to save the world from darkness. So the long road for this show started back in 2018 when it got greenlit, but then it got sidebarred by the COVID. So now we're finally getting our first look at it. And, uh, yeah, you'll be able to check it out November 19th on the Amazon Prime. All righty. Another, sh- um, pr- another story you're going to want to check out is the next one. Oh. I've had clunkier segues. That was a poor segue. Yeah. We need you don't want to hear we the monster story again? <laughs> Aquaman, Jason Momoa, is kicking off his new suit for Aquaman 2. There's a better look at it, uh, both of the suits uh, down below. Uh, not the bar graph. Not the, not not the, the purchasing bar. power of the dollar? No, no. It, there it is. Hey, there you so go. they're moving away from the cod piece with this new really? Aquaman suit. Is that what suit. they're calling it? And then hit, the, hit the bar right there, or the arrow, rather. Yeah, hit that. Hit that. I right. did. No. Oh. Oh, it's, God it's, damn it. It's Chrome. <laughs> so, Aquaman. This is the fo- Oh, now we don't get anything. Hit the no, it just went said. to a different... Oh, it went to that. Oh, Oops. God damn you fucking Twitter. Anyway, yeah. Now we see the new suit. Damn, that was way too much of a build because this is actually kind of a disappointing suit. It that's, looks like that's copied really Superman. So they took the classic Aquaman suit and gave him a Man of Steel black suit-esque but Aquaman. Why? They had to get rid of the cod piece. Really? I don't know. I mean, look, that's the only thing I could... It's the same fucking suit that just dyed it black. That is just foreshadowing, sir. No, it's the same cod piece. It's the same suit. They Mira just cut off his balls before the it. second one started. Like, you're not needing this uh, anymore. Jason Momoa <laughs> is, is kick-ass in Aquaman. He's, he's, they got rid of the gloves. Be. He is... He mm. is. That first suit was so iconic of, like, the actual comics and yeah, everything. Yeah, he is Arthur. So... Him and other series is also amazing. Like him and oh, the, yeah. the, uh, C on Apple TV. If you don't have it, I recommend watching it. Um, I watched a couple of episodes. It's amazing. Anything he's in. What's the one where he's like uh, in Canada with uh, British occupation? It's uh, like in that. It's on Netflix. The Frontier, I want to say. Yeah, something like that. It's something like that. It's really fucking good. He's amazing in it. Um, and that's a that's a show. They probably have more episodes than I've seen. So I, gotta, I believe so. I got to circle back around to that one. 
Um, but that was one he was really good. And I saw him in that before I saw him in Game of Thrones. So I was like, oh, it's Frontier. Oh, man, Jason. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is going to be great. Yeah. So, and then <laughs> he died. Oh, spoiler alert. Um, filming no. for Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom has no! kicked off. Filming at the end of June. So. Is it still, like, under, is that movie still marred with the whole Amber Heard controversy? They don't seem to care what the fans think yeah, about Amber Heard, and they're just rolling with it. Like, first off. Why do you have to bring someone's personal life into their professional job? If they can do the fucking job, let them. That's my p- viewpoint on it. You know what I mean? Yes and no. Unless they kill someone or some blatantly obvious, wow, you're the bad guy in this scenario, get rid of them. I'm not trying to get on like a soapbox, but would you associate yourself with someone who abuses other people? I do it every day. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Momoa, remember him. Uh, surprised fans on Sunday with a What's new sort of look at the Aquaman suit. I don't okay. know. Um, a side-by-side comparison to his old suit, and the first suit was particularly like the comics, like we said. I'm so, just trying to get him to crack. It's. I'm interested to see where they're going with this Aquaman movie, because, I mean... Love Jason Momoa, but the, how many Aquaman movies are we really gonna see? Yeah, I just said that. So, like, how many are we re- we really gonna need though? We only like, need maybe three at most. You can just do an Aquaman trilogy and just cap that. Maybe just bring him in for Avengers. When it's you a need shame somebody in his water. Character played off. Whatever you need, someone in water. <laughs> he was a really useless member of the Justice League. He was really strong and you know bulletproof. But besides that, I mean, he just swam and connected with the fish, like. <laughs> He got his arm chopped off, saving his child well, I mean, on the in, water. In, like, yes, there is good the dramatic cut, story, but in the Snyder cut, he he did uh, lightning. You know, so I don't care it. what the man snorts. Let him have fun. Lightning, snort lightning, shit thunder. I don't know. Uh, well, let's that ride the lightning. Eat lightning. That's let's, how that phrase. Let's went. ride not the lightning to this lightning. next story. <laughs> You're not snorting in the, this no, that's story a sonic either. Boom, sir. <laughs> so, but John Cena has put it out on the internet, and I love this story just because one, you can't see it coming, ah, and two, because I love the idea of this casting. John Cena is interested in playing the Thing for the first family of Marvel, the Fantastic Four, of course, Mister Fantastic, the Invisible Woman, the Human Torch, and the Thing, all of whom received superpowers after being exposed to cosmic radiation during a mission to space. The most uh, popular fan casting being made right now is John Krasinski and Emily Blunt as Mr. Fantastic and the Invisible Woman. They both denied up and down, but Feige hasn't even started looking for those roles yet. So they got some time to wait. They're going to have the secret fifth member of the Fantastic Four, Roy. Roy may not make an appearance. No, no, Roy. Not oh. yet. You got to lead into the. I Roy. thought it was Jeb. You got to lean into the That's Roy. Later, line. they replaced Roy with Jeb. Yeah, and then Ezekiel. Yes, he wasn't He's as good best. as Jeb. No, I like Jeb. You like Jeb, but I also like John <laughs> Cena as the thing. I think he's a good. That's good casting for him. From Jeb to Ezekiel to John Cena, the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Title of the yeah. podcast. That's it right there. I like it. So <laughs> the fifth and sixth members of the Fantastic Four. <laughs> it was actually his son. And his 
That was what did I say, Roy? And then Spider-Man. Roy, Roy Spider-Man was in there. Six, six, All right. six and seven. We'll go with uh, the Fantastic uh, Seven. Just make oh. it, just add one more. We'll do Fantastic. No, no, no. Because of branding, four they just squared. stick with the four. Four <laughs> squared the branding. You got to stick with the brand. No, well, in the comics, Bob. they actually they they switch it to the Future oh. Foundation, so they're still FF. So fucking Jed fantastic was already taken. Have a job, all right. Yeah, we're finding work around here. Yeah, they could have went with fucking fantastic, but I already copyrighted that shit, so they can't have it. But I like John Cena. How are you feeling about him? I mean, he's he was awesome in Suicide Squad, so I'll give him a pass. I would say he stole the show, but you could also say that about Ratcatcher, Namamu, and Bloodshot. So, and Polka Dot Man. Oh my god, yeah. The fucking dots on his face that yeah. yeah. All of them were just scene stealers in everything they had. But John Cena saying that he would suck off a beach full of dicks <laughs> if that meant <laughs> peace and liberty. I was just like, that's right along the comics, but that's just something I would imagine John Cena saying just cuz he thought that's fucking hilarious. Like this this man, he went from like what, The Marine and other movies like this, now he's doing proper Superhero work. Mm-hmm. I think the thing is a perfect way to get him into Marvel. So, yeah, he did. He did the Marine. He's too beef for Johnny Blaze he or did, Johnny Storm. Rather, he did Train Wrecked with um, Amy Schumer. Um, but I mean, there was a big gap between him doing the Marine and doing that that movie because yeah, well, wrestling and yeah, he, I mean, he just then focused on pro wrestling. But yeah, and um, he's got some <laughs> awesome timing, and he. He is very self-deprecating, so yeah. he would be a good, a good shoe-in for the thing. Maybe, you know, actually, maybe for another. I would love to see him as Beast. Ooh, Beast! Yeah, because he has he has the timing where he can act intelligent and have the comedic timing for it too. Yes. Because, like, even in the Marine, you know, you have that. He is a tactician, and he has, like, a, a very intelligent nature about him. I just don't see him as the – I don't see him as Beast, though. If I was growing, like, you know, somewhere else, you know what? I could Juggernaut. see him uh, from the, <laughs> the Shi'ar Empire, uh, the Gladiator, the dude with the fucking mohawk who's, yeah. like, their big – I could see him as fucking Gladiator, man. Yeah. Totally nail that shit. Trying to think of that would be ones. fucking dope, but you could also fill that off with somebody else later on down the line. He would be good. Like he would be good as a juggernaut too. Yeah, juggernaut because he's got the he's got the deep uh, voice for it as well. Who did juggernaut in uh, Deadpool? Too, I, I forget that guy. He has a very Judy Gold did it. It was Judy Gold. That's who you're thinking. Of. I, I think our I think our our producer is broken, but. I don't nope. think it was quite Judy Gold. No, nope. I don't know names. You're slightly pulling. off, but I'm I do appreciate from that. names that I do. Know. We can definitely give the give a little attention to Judy Gold because <laughs> had she been, did you even sure. consider Judy Gold, For or were what? you just looking at one sided? You know, casting. I got to be honest. I don't even know who the hell you were talking to for casting or. <laughs> <laughs> But Marvel has a lot going on. There's a lot of people who are wanting to get into Marvel and wanting to tip their hats. I think that we're going to be getting a lot of these people like John Cena reaching out and saying, you know what, man? I wouldn't, I'd, I'd like to be in Marvel. 
And then having that, like, okay, well, where where will we want you? They have that choice. Like, mm, let's see. Pick, 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 pick. Mm, let's get you here. I'm just stalling. It's not popping time. up. It was either. No, I was, I'm sorry. That was one. No. Just yeah, stand one. Up. It was one or two. I can't remember. Juggernaut was in one of them. Well, anyway. One. So we'll have to see how Ben Grimm is cast, especially with the Fantastic Four looming in the horizon of Phase 5. But John Cena may be the one who is going to be the comic adaptation person yelling, it's clobbering time. That would be good. But wouldn't it be great if you could just take one of these Marvel movies like Shang-Chi, Iron Man, Captain America, and live in them? No. Because that's our next story. No juggernaut. Because one of them comes by, knocks my house over. What do I do then? Well, that was a good segue. Yeah, I'm because all about segues here. Neil Blumkamp thinks we will soon be living inside of Marvel movies. With that, that's what they were using um, <clears throat> for his new film, which is called something. Oh. Um, watching, watching demonic. Uh, no, what is that new movie? Demonic. It's not. Watching Demonic, but Demonic is the new movie, the first horror movie film from District 9 and Elysium writer-director Neil Blomkamp. Most people won't immediately think, how could the technology that made this movie be used to to make the Marvel Cinematic Universe more interactive? The Matrix? But Blomkamp foresees a future where Matrix-like companies like marvel will shoot their projects like they shot demonic with the, all these cameras here and all the different fucking angles and lighting and it will change how cinema works some segments of demonic were filmed via volumetric capture a technology that takes an actor's performance in three dimensions through a complicated rig in this case using 200 uh, 260 cameras at once Blumkamp processes the footage through Unity Game Engine in, to get real-time results that placed his 3D actors in virtual environments, digitally derived from real buildings and areas his team had captured and rendered into the system. Volumetric Capture, or VolCap, is being billed as a new solution for creating photorealistic 3D models of actors for video games, but... As a movie maker tool, it creates environments that viewers could either watch on a 2D screen or move through and interact with in a VR setting. Yeah, in a couple years, you won't even need the actor. You'll have to scan them all, and then that's all right. You can go now. AI, give me a main character. Yeah, that's it. This is a bye-bye. You know, like the auto-generated characters when they have, like, for an RPG game? What do you need? It'll be perfect. (laughs) Every time. That's where quantum computing and AI are really going to boost. Like, if this, if they start what are you doing? a lot of money into this, that's what we're going to get, man. Hi, good citizen. Probably a little bit better than that. But with having, even on a 2D VR scale, having that, it kind of sounds like they're describing, like, Sword Art Online. Do you know about Gray you know, Fox? Log Horizon. Like, all those kind of animated where you log in and boot into a video game. It's all 3D. And it feels real to you. I think we're working that way, man. 
this vol cap may be the way to get there. Until you your own VR me twos you. Yeah. It's a case of where I think technology is going, Blumkamp told Polygon, where VR first started off, rendering a digital effect could take hours per frame. You need mm-hmm. 24 frames a second, and it could take 24 hours rendering one second of a film. Yeah, I remember dial-up, too. <laughs> and you need more computers. Where is that dead cat? <laughs> and then you need more computers to do more rendering. But new technologies both spe- uh, sped up the process and allow. He's checking. He's like, I don't know what that was, man, but I'm checking you out. I'm just going to make sure you're all right, man. Here all the time doing his security checks, man. He is the watcher. And just like the watcher in Marvel, that is all he does. <laughs> he watches. Unless he you're Kelly. Must not. Shall not just interfere. He likes him. Unless you're Kelly's calves. <laughs> the rest of them's fine. I shall interfere with those calves. <laughs> I only shall interfere. Woof, Kelly. Just, My Iron Kelly. Woof, woof. I just got this image of, like, Kelly and then, like, the watcher with, like, little link ears on his head just nomming at his calves. <laughs> That's a fucking T-shirt. Um, but Blumkamp says volumetric capture, which speeds up the process of real-time speeds, reminds him no, you of need the to changes put... that were hitting the VFX industry around the times of movies like Jurassic Park and Terminator 2. Put put Kelly Collins on a tombstone with... with... Yeah. <laughs> Memes, gifts. We're thinking of a whole bunch yeah, of man. stuff. We love so, you, Iron Kelly. If this is what they're saying, like a jump in the VFX industry like what they were doing with Jurassic Park 2, which there's a whole bunch of documentaries out there showing what then and how they made that and how amazing the process look at, was at the time. You look at just cinematography and via, uh, virtual effects. You know, the biggest ones that you'll see that hit hit that point was Star Wars yeah. with, with uh, Skywalker Studios. Uh-huh. THX was created because of Skywalker Studios. Yeah. And then, um, of course, you know, with... Terminator 2, Jurassic Park. ILM. Um, you know, ILM. ILM was um, all that. that. It was yeah. probably an ILM documentary. Well, I mean, that, 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 that was all, on Disney+. Plus. That was all Spielberg as well. Yeah. So, um, and then you had, like, the little stuff that got incorporated from, like, the Jurassic Park into, like, Forrest Gump and, and all those uh, yes. effects in Vietnam. So, when you look at these things, I mean... You know, I know, you know, it's not a movie that we would watch on the regular, but Titanic, that used it a lot of... A lot oh, yeah, of no, effects. that was impressive. I did... I was impressed I watched, when I, I watched saw the Titanic. documentary. Yeah. The documentary is amazing. Yeah. Because you get to see, like, they All actually the, do, yeah. do the research. But virtual actually, effects have come James Cameron now lives on the Titanic at the bottom of the ocean. Thank you. I, I'll believe Good it. fact. <laughs> well, he I went down so up. far, he created Avatar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's where they're so filming they're the there. next one they got a bubble like a biodome he's like no nah, i'll make it work so uh, and then big fan and then a lot of the effects that were used for uh, video games and the rendering for them got incorporated over to the uh, virtual effects that is what i see a lot of this new technology that we're seeing i see that from that's the merge from video games becoming more popular of a medium and everybody playing them. And now you have this technology, like the Unreal 5 engine, like the engine they're using, which is, what did they say? 
Uh, volumetric. Uh, volumetric. Volumetric. We could say volumetric. We have volume. Unity game engine. That's what Unity. Okay. So Unity, Unreal. You're use, You're seeing these engines to where when we saw Unreal 5 and we keep seeing these graphical demos of what they're able to cape, to capture, and you take them saying, okay, well, we have this digital environment. Now let me add in this digital actor to where we've taken perfect pictures of her. It's going to get f- knocking futs. We've seen a lot of that with, like, with the new okay. studios, like, um, where they do the Mandalorian. Yes. So you have all that virtual. They were using Unreal. They were using Unreal, but you have it's all LED lighting as well. So, like, combination yeah. of physical and virtual as well gives you that effect. Yeah. I mean, going into this new virtual realm, I mean, what I loved about, like, the behind the scenes on the Mandalorian is how everybody reacted to that LED screen in the back instead of the green spherical panel yeah having that panel of leds and they're like oh i don't have to pretend yeah it gives it gives the actor an appropriate reference point and it's just that kind of little stuff now they can okay well now i can like pedro pascal and the actors that were mando the little head movements of the head with the faceless mask you could pick up this is an actual human being, and he's focusing on that. He doesn't have to pretend I'm, you know, on a space. Pl- well, there's a space planet like, right yeah, in front of me. And a lot of these technologies, like yeah, that increases the technology cost for, for um, like the location. Yeah, and like because you're doing it digitally. Well, what does it reduce? It reduces the physical going onto a plane, booking a plane, booking a hotel, booking your cast, booking the soundstage, booking all the other like supporting pieces. To be flown in to film. You're saving all that money. So, yes, yeah. is it in an increasing cost? Sure. But you're decreasing the physical cost and the physical uh, mo- uh, movement of all the pieces that have to film it. Yeah. Because you look at these studios. If they pop these studios up in different locations, like, okay, I have this There's one here, projected actually around here. in Aston. So. You can literally just work from your country and do your lines they can take that, add it into their movie, get their shots, done. Yep. I mean, it's a lot less huh, face-to-face kind of really eliminates a huge portion of acting, but it's possible. Well, I mean, you, I mean, you have someone who would just deliver the lines, film it, and that person has a reference point to put their spin on it. And then that person goes back and refilms it with those reference points, and you keep on tweaking it mm-hmm. until you have the scene perfect. <sighs> I just see, like, I, I love seeing this technology, but it's also, like, that classic film of, like, people interacting and having that. Well, you'll still have that on, like, a Broadway stage and, and theater. I just see, like, you know, like, there's a certain... We've been watching through the original Star Trek mm-hmm. on Netflix, which, if you haven't watched it... It's watchable. It's better now. It's so much better now. It's on Netflix. The, the stories improve still CGI. The same. Well, yeah, the stories are the same, but you can look more into the story because it's been you know the 4K done, mm-hmm. refurbished, better CGI for all the ship scenes and all that. It looks good. We just watched the Khan episode. It's just like you see these storylines and you're like, wow, this is actually a very good story. It's theatrically put, so it seems cheesy, but theater, you know. And 
it's very well done to where I appreciate everything that while I'm watching Trek, but I also get such a nerd boner for all this tech stuff that they're bringing out because I'm like, oh, you could do this and this and this, but you're still li- missing something there, I think. Yeah, there is there is a little nuance when you capture the scene between you know actors and people and, and having that camaraderie between a, a cast and set. Human uh, interaction. Dare I say, it's like the difference between a Zoom call and in real life. <laughs> that's that's crazy. Human interaction. Oh, no. That's crazy, man. Like our next segment. Because it's not our normal ad segment. This is going to be an ad segment once it loads for Big Teeth Graphics. Our man, Frank Percy, the ultimate anchor. We want you to go over and check out Frank his work, One man. Punch Percy. Yeah, man, that's his nickname. We fucking came to it. Frank One Punch Percy. That is a fucking epic nickname. So you can check out Mr. One Punch Percy or Percy. And see all of his great artwork, man. This man is a master at art and everything. He has inked Punisher War Journals, Wolverine, classic Marvel characters. And right now he's doing the con circuit, man. He's checking, every, he's checking out the cons. He's, uh, you know, obviously got some uh, Kariba the Hunted stuff going on. Still working on that. He's still pumping out there in the industry. So rather than just regurgitate an old ad re- repetitively, we might as well switch it up every once in a while, you know? So I figured, fuck it. Let's give Frank some love at the end. Frank, one punch, Percy. We love you. There we go, man. I'm so glad we ha- we came around to this. This is a good... Huh. This is a good idea. Almost like a nice little dream. Like our next story. Well, that's Mark was on Dream Street, so let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody who else is on Dream Street was Hideo Kojima. He wanted to make a game, I can't fucking lie, Mads Max from Mads Mickelson. I'll, I'll allow it. Really? Apparently somebody didn't because it sounds fucking... When I first looked at it, I was like, this is so stupid, I have to talk about it. Sounds like a lot of dialogue. <laughs> that a you lot have. of dialogue. You can't skip it. To watch. You can't, like, hit play, go to sleep for eight hours, wake up, and... Because you got to interact. You got something to do. You'll be on the first minute because you should have hit X or triangle. You got to like get that water bird yeah. to hit the button every few minutes. Oh, that would be great. So Kojima said, I have a number of ideas that I want to create with Mads as the main character. I once explained one of them as uh, two Mads. He listened intently, but when he told I told him the title, he broke his face. Uh, that's probably some kind of... Breakdown in translation. He there. broke his face. He, like, he broke his he, character. He like, broke his face. He, he was very stoic, and then he was just like, <laughs> he started laughing. Uh, he seemed to think that, oh, I thought there was something wrong with it. Like, God then bless I him. What's going on? Face. And then he broke his face. And then he got like, hey, guess what this game? Wow. Like, <laughs> wow, this got intense for the Jackie. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> copy, copy, heights. So he seemed to think he was that I was joking. I was serious though. Uh, the tentative title was Mads Max. I wouldn't take that man seriously either. Uh, it's not the first time uh, we had a laugh at Co- 
uh, Kojima's dreams, but it's the first time, uh, first of his dreams since Metal Gear Solid that uh, we wouldn't want. Yeah, don't cut the Please. dialogue out a bit. Yeah, and even even UPS Simulator. I'm sorry, what was it? Uh, Death Stranding. Death yeah. Stranding. Yeah. <laughs> Domino's delivery driver. Even that Walker had its certain delivery charm Walker. because he didn't Not tell really. you what the fuck you were going to be doing in it. He's like, oh, well, no, he did tell you. But he didn't. You, you thought there was like some bigger premise or something no. else going on, and it nope. was like you just oh, delivering pizzas, just delivering pizzas it. to the United States. You it, love buff. pizza and no black goo shit's gonna get. Imagine you like the Domino's delivery driver. He gets off a hard day's work and he sits down to game, and then ah, oh, Death Stranding. What the fuck am I doing with my life? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, so you know, some it's a passion for some people. Huh. So, one thing that's also a passion is this next story because Project Magnum looks like Destiny but feels like Final Fantasy. So serendipitous you turn up around the Final Fantasy stories. Yeah. It's It's like you have a sixth sense. You're like, "Mm, no Final Fantasy, fuck off. We were actually talking about it on Facebook today. Yeah. Two Final Fantasies that would be good as Broccoli plays. I said Final Fantasy 6 and 7. Okay. So Project Magnum is a new shooter for PC and PlayStation consoles. It looks a lot like a blend of Destiny and Devil May Cry. Uh, There's actually a little trailer down here. I would actually just like to play it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even just when they list games, it's like this and this. I'm like, well, give it to me. Right now. Come on. Just On the table. Just give me a demo. You know, something. just, Just a demo. Need to wet my whistle. Give me fifteen minute demo. Yeah, it's just a demo. This teaser trailer is what they give us at first, which is uh, you can check out here. Uh, it shows off an impressive visuals, kicking off uh, with somewhat uh, Art Deco style fortress, shadowed by an ominous traveler style orb. <laughs> From there, things seem yeah, to take crap. an unfortunate turn with a gun-toting main character taking on a series of ma- massive metallic threats in some detailed ruins. In some detailed ruins. Wow, that's a weird name. There's some details. Okay. Still messed though. It's ruins that have details, so they you know, so they have hieroglyphics. Oh, okay. Sure. Why not? It's so, like a cross between Monster Hunter. I wouldn't say Destiny, I would no. say um Um there's another game that's kinda like it right now. I'll think of it. PUBG. No. The map it was a nice try for slower. you, though. It's really it's, all it's, I It's know. a Monster Hunter um, Horizon Zero Dawn Assassin's Creed. Okay. All right. That's very specific. Take all those things, cram them in a box. I just see a lot two of Two open world games with completely different premises. I, but I see them. a lot of the mechanics that they're using as those types of games. Yeah. Not worried about the story. It's a lot like uh, a cross between Metal Gear Solid and Tetris. So that's what it's like. There you as go. long as <laughs> Metal Gear Solid allows me to clear four lines to get to the end boss, I'm fine. Well, it really depends on how much dialogue there is. Uh, clear four lines or do how four lines. You You're going to need it for uh, infinite <laughs> ammo. <laughs> so this is definitely a game that I thought it looked cool. It is, it's definitely yeah, it one cool. that you want to keep on the radar and check out. A lot like this next story, because we talked about it last week. 
but we actually get a gameplay trailer this week for oh, Marvel's oh, so Midnight these people are like Suns. Here's a light. Wow, can, thanks. Can I have? Can I? And here's the real story. Can I have? And a then demo? it should be down below that. Is it below the chicken head. There you go. Similar to the comic run of the same name, Midnight Suns will tell the story of a band of Marvel heroes coming together to fight back against Lilith, the mother of all demons. Lilith. Sure. After Hydra resurrects the demon, of course Hydra did that. At least it's a name we can pronounce. (laughs) Yeah, for once. At least you don't don't have to cut your tongue out of your mouth to say it. (laughs) (laughs) She and her fanatic followers. That's so simple. The Lilin are hell-bent on bringing back her master, Kython. Shython. Sure. Okay. And fulfilling a prophecy to the end of the world. the To combat this threat, the mysterious un- individual known as the, the caretaker. caretaker reforms the secret organization, the Midnight Suns. This time with the heroes from across Marvel's canon ready it's to totally join. Nice Together they revive a brand new, fully customizable hero named the Hunter. The child of Lilith and the main character of the game. With the hero at your side, you will lead them in uh, the stop your to stop your mother's evil plans. The mom, I don't like you. So. Let's take down my mom! Although she is kind of a cunt. She's mother of all demons. So you've got a few brothers Could and sisters. <laughs> so technically, the character is a demon? You're the black sheep. Okay. Black sheep of the family. And you're, you're called the hunter. You know? I've heard of worse names. Oh, yeah. My only concern with this is, like, we already have a Marvel game out there. and like, the Well, this is from XCOM. Yeah, but... Turn-based, XCOM. And even here with the gameplay, it's pretty, it's pretty entertaining. Especially if you're that strategy, you know, turn-based mm. kind of guy. XCOM, I did play a little bit. You know I hate turn-based games. It was. It still did it differently. That it captivated me a little bit. And Although this is Marvel, so we might finish it. Well, they th- well exactly. So they didn't. Th- <laughs> they threw out the book for X, uh, XCOM, and they started with something new for this. And you have Captain Marvel flying, so you still have flight. You have all the different stuff for these heroes. It's really impressive. Um, the gameplay will consist of familiar tactical style from XCOM developers. For Axis, as your team of three skilled heroes use abilities and powers. The unique spin here, when compared to Firaxis' other games, is that these abilities take the form of cards and are drawn at the start of each turn. Like, uh, hmm. there was another PC game that did that. There was an Xbox game that did it. It's a fan of dust. It had Fate in the title. It's in my Steam library somewhere. I uh, can't fucking remember. I knew a dude that did a YouTube video on it. He said, it, the hand of fate. Hand of fate. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, you got oh, cards, yeah. and those cards would list out the, the level you had to go through and, like, the baddie and everything that you had to do. So them taking cards to a different level to where you're using these as your abilities, that's interesting. So that's an interesting little kick that's going to draw you in. 
Um, and uh, da, 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 these abilities can range from damage dealing attacks to life saving skills, as well as large cinematic finisher moves and team up moves as heroes double up to take down an enemy. These abilities can also be combined with the environment to create vast array of combat approaches, as well as you throw enemies into walls, hazards, and each other. Speaking of environmental uh, environment, players will be visiting some of the most famous and iconic Marvel locations, such as Avengers Tower, Doctor Strange's Sanctum Sanctorum, as well as a demon-filled hell dimension hidden within Hydra's facilities. Because, of course, that's where they woke Lilith. That's right, where it's going to be. Yeah. Like, where are we going to find them? I if I was Hydra, I'd put it someplace else. You know, They're going to look there. Where are you going to look? Hell. You know where they're not going to look? Like Sleepies, you know? Who's going to look at a mattress warehouse? You have a yeah. Hydra fucking base under that. Like Bob, Heroes, Bob's they had the furniture. they had the fucking paper company. Like, yeah. okay, you make paper. You know where they're not Nobody gonna, gives a you fuck. Know where they're not going to find it in an old blockbuster. Oh, there, there's only one. Well, there you go. That, that's why, unless it's how they fucking lasted, and that's where they're hiding it. See, I'm on to you, Hydra. I was going to uh, say I'm on to you, uh, blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> Same name. Uh, Midnight Suns does not have a release date, but it's projected to be March 2022. Available on PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. And then you can also check out this next story. I was going to say you could check out Shrek on this next story, but that's very specific. You would really, you'd really have a hard time. I mean, finding a Game Boy Advance. That is a nice boater. Trying to do this. The Game Boy... You can watch Shrek on a Game Boy Advance, apparently. Why? I don't know why. Why would I want to? The Game Boy Advance video series allowed players to watch shows and some movies on their Game Boy Advance. They came in opaque white cartridges instead of the classic gray color, typical to... Game Boy Advance games and were released in 2004 by Majesco. You could watch them in full color and sound, although if you were using a SP, you had to live with a lack of headphone jack. Oh, well. So, whatever. But there's a wide you're range. You're watching it on a two and a half inch screen. I don't think you're going to fucking care. Yeah, there's a wide range of shows you can watch on there from Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network. Sometimes I, shows would get their I own have, game cartridges, like Spongebob. Two- I have the world's knowledge source at the tip of my finger. Well, yeah, you could just go to Netflix. But what if you had a Game Boy Advance and you wanted to spend 47 AA batteries watching Shrek? SP was rechargeable. So you're just sitting by a wall. Three inches from the wall, because that's as far as the cord went. (laughs) Three and a half. (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh yeah, it's a inch. half inch for uh, it makes sometimes hey, it does make a half inch difference. counts sometimes. <laughs> Giggity, um, but <laughs> I had to throw one more in there. Giggity, SpongeBob SquarePants <laughs> had its own uh, cartridge and collection of cartridges with four episodes on it. And God, that show is still running. Is it time already to ruin Squidward's day? I wonder if they like. Keep Spongebob putting out cartridges. Has a magical power. He has the ability to shut everyone up, and to, they just stare at the thing. That's why SpongeBob's around. You know what? When I went SpongeBob to the, is a cult leader. I went to a party at the country of Jersey. They had SpongeBob on for the kids on the TV show. Yeah. Everybody in front of that, even, the, in adults, even yeah, the adults, even the adults, even the adults, everybody 
was what I was watching this work. I watched SpongeBob for like the first time, and I was like, "Oh, SpongeBob!" And on his way home, he's like, "Now that we're men, (laughs) (laughs) SpongeBob SquarePants." That's what I was singing. Because who doesn't know the theme? We can't for copyrights. But moving on, there other times collections would feature miscellaneous episodes from across multiple shows. First Game Boy Advance collection of from Cartoon Network has The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, Johnny Bravo, Ed, Ed, and Eddie, Courage the Cowardly Dog. He's probably related to you, Link. Um, and, uh, ba ba ba. Yeah. Yeah, so a bunch of other it. crap that you're not yeah. going to actually watch it. Yeah, you're never going to watch Shrek on this. You're going to go on if, the Netflix. If or I wanted to get a Game the Boy device Advance, you're watching us on. If I wanted to get a Game Boy Advance, where where would I get one of them? Well, you'd probably find it. I had to add him in there. Last one. Still not this story. It's huh? still not that story. You, you can back? find the Game Boy Advance at this story right here, the Game and DVD Exchange. And after he wakes up from being knocked out. <laughs> yeah, by Frank One Punch Percy. You can find Mark with his big old shiner right over here at 23 State Street in Media PA where he's going to... I won't hit the button. I no, won't no. hit the button. I won't hit no, the button. It'll just be a muffled... <laughs> we'll make him Nick Nolte. <laughs> We're going to lay off the dude's... Yeah, we've we've had a uh, lack of we're gonna we're gonna lay off the dude button. The button's yeah. broken. We're gonna we're gonna lay off the the, the, the broski button. And, uh, yeah. The broski button's broken. Oh, wow, broski? that's a tongue twister and the title of a podcast. But we also want you to go from the game and DVD exchange back on over to our main page of PJ. Hang on, I have a button for that. PJANDWH.com. And you can find all the crazy luggy and nuttiness right up top, as well as uh, last week's Lug Nuts podcast, which should be on there, I think. Uh, Romanian Hatchback, Skoda Vampire. And uh, number 250 is going to be coming uh, soon. So we hop on over to our end segment, which this one was a very interesting one, I thought. We might have covered it back in the day, but 251 podcasts, you forget. What would your lantern core color ring be that you would wield? I would say, what would the one you want, and what would the one that you would probably end up getting? Because I would love to think that I'd be a Green Lantern police cop, but I'd probably be greed or... uh, you know, uh, red rage with your Karen chop. You'd be rage. Oh, I'd be rage. I can't quite instill fear. So I'm not Sinestro core. You got the dad thing going. So you can instill great fear in children. Very easy. All 47 of and, them. Cause all I had to say is I'm shutting off the internet. See that instills great fear. Even in me, like, I wouldn't know. I just shut the internet off. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Oh, sometimes I just... Maybe you should stop being a prick and the internet will come back on. Obviously, we know Big Brother is part of the Red Lantern Corps. Yeah. Red and... He... Atrocitus is his water bitch. orange? That... No. He's red to the core. Wait, wait. Where's orange? Uh, Orange is greed. Avarice. Okay. No, I'm not orange. No, he's not orange. He is definitely not a Black Lantern because that's death. Um, he's, I feel he's, like it some days. <laughs> All right, so maybe. Some days he's a Black Lantern. Others, he goes over to the, the Red Lantern Corps. Um, no fear. Rage. Yeah, you're definitely a rage. 
Um, so if, it, if, if, if he's the new head of the Landron Corps, if not their, you know, little spirit. So when, so ghost. when I, <laughs> so when I am at work, I believe I am compassion. Okay. When I, when, when my time and I log off of work and it's just me with the kids. Okay, so you yeah. go from blue yeah, to no, yellow. That, 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 that's a good point. So I start down here at Indigo, but as the day goes on, you go that that just more. So that just we quickly that Indigo quickly turns red. There's a brief time frame in the day where you can see. Very, oh, he's wearing the Indigo ring. Small. It's it's our lantern cord mood rings. Show yours. <laughs> I picked I picked my career at the beginning of the day. There you go. <laughs> 30 seconds later. Yeah. You'd have to have that second ring because by like 30 seconds into the day, you'd be like, the fuck, it doesn't work. A decade of education later. But red, you, your red you lantern ring would work on, all the time. Could you have two rings on, one on each hand? Technically? I mean, you probably have yeah. all 10 on. Well, yeah, you, if, if you gotten chosen by the ring. Because that's the thing that I say, which one would you probably end up with? Because that ring is choosing you. You would I, like to think, like, yeah, no, red lantern ring I, is I like, think, hey, I, think, whoop. I think fear would choose me first. I would love to think that I would get uh, green for willpower, but when I'm at work, I wouldn't even say it's rage, but I don't instill fear. I mean, so. there isn't a color for general indifference, so. But you're judging yourself, so yes, I would go with rage. You try to quell that to where I'd shoot for, you know, becoming like indigo later on. Well, everybody down the line. thinks that they're better than what they are sometimes. And Katarina already said, uh, what did she say? Sapphire? She was, com- um, no, she was indigo. Oh, compassion, yeah. We went it through in the family chat there. And of course, we want you to pop your decision right there in the chat and let us know what you think. Do you want to go to the Canapalooza in New Jersey with the Green Bean Cafe crew? Well, then you just need to hop on over to Instagram at the green bean cafe or at the green bean underscore cafe. Ask them for tickets and you'll show up there at uh, the Palooza. You get your gift bag at the end. Yep. That's almost worth the five bucks right there. And ask for the education because they will properly educate you on everything. Absolutely, man. They whipped out their education on us and we got a whole bunch of knowledge seeping into our brains. And I'd like to think that you did, too. We always end off this podcast the same way with the thank yous. We want to thank you, Kariba, Donna Smith, Leonard, and March of Ace for liking, commenting, and sharing, and overall subscribing and supporting the podcast. Yes, and a big thanks to Kariba the Hunter. Thanks for coming on today's show. <laughs> we loved having you on and hearing about whatever the hell you Whatever Caribe, Caribe's. <laughs> whatever, hey, man. Yeah, Caribe's, Caribe. Yeah. That's a hashtag right there. Everybody, Caribe. <laughs> so we always promise a long drawn out goodbye I am Matthew Bugrell the Mad Man to my left is co-host Christopher Bresto the old man and of course our omnipotent presence that is big brother Stephen Bugrell our mascot hero time Link Diablo and of course we thank you Dana and Anita of the Green Bean Cafe for hopping on in the YouTube videos you guys are going to continue because we got more in the end credits as always, this is a long drawn out goodbye. We love you. We miss you. We want to see you next week. Until then, game on, Wall Jaggers. Bye bye. Oh no, we're going to end it. Shut it off. Bye bye.
We're doing it live. Play on the tangas. That was a good segue. How was your guys' day going outside of you rushing from work running? <laughs> well, that that was his day. Yeah. Me, I work from home, so it's just like my, yeah, yeah. my my commute sucks. I wake up, I press a button to power on my laptop, and I start working. It's all a matter of thirty seconds. Um, you gotta you gotta deal with those yeah, forty seven kids. You know, there's a lot of pros and cons to working from home because sometimes you get too comfortable. Mm-hmm. I was working from home for like six months. In the beginning, I was like, yeah, it's great. Three, four months in, I was literally waking up like two minutes before work, like, turning the computer on. Like, <laughs> two, two words for that. I was keeping my computer blank, but I had a little background. So. I have two words for that. Video games, they help. <laughs> Video games. I'm right. waiting, like I'm playing like Xbox or PlayStation in between meetings because I got nothing else to do. I tell everybody else to do stuff and then I just play games. <laughs> I can sit here and be jealous. That's fine. I have, I work in an auto dealership, so I literally run from the moment I walk in until the moment I leave. That's which the is definition of being a masochist. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yes, yes. Very different. Two different worlds. Very much so. Yeah, I'm in the people pleasing business. It <laughs> auto. Yeah. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. People business. IT. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have one in every company. I'm telling you, yeah, it's definitely, always helpful definitely. to have IT. See, first. I always just try to work smarter, not harder. This one. Right. Yes, definitely. But we, <laughs> He's like, I live by that. Put your nose in the grindstone and powerhouse through a gym. She's trying to teach me. Work smarter, not harder. <laughs> you want to be miserable and work for it, don't you? No. <laughs> How do you know no, it's you real if you can't anymore. feel the pain? You gotta feel anxiety sweep over you like a tidal wave every day, yeah, and, and not such a uh, like a calming piece of serenity. That I have. The way I have accurately described my job as a service advisor, it's like trying to stay at the very center of a hurricane with shit flying all around you, and feeling <laughs> and keeping everything in in order. That's my job. So staying in the eye of a fecal hurricane. That that is your definition of work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll go with it. I'll go with it. It's like when we used to waitress. I was about to say, that show. sounds like the diner when we used to waitress. <laughs> I stand at the table and completely know your stuff is not burning while you have to be very nice to the customer. Like, yeah, don't worry about it. Somebody else. Who's not getting called back there? You just keep on talking to me. Don't worry it's about like, it. Yeah, okay. just just like that Chappelle meme. He's like, "Fuck them." That's why. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think we're pretty much ready to start the show. Yes, we are. Right. But before we start, we want them to hit that subscribe button right there and right above my head. Well, that's going to be the very best purjangers and wall hangers video for you. Conveniently, right in front of my face. And the, over the old man's head is going to be every single Triforce podcast in a playlist. And, of course, as our main man, Connor, always says, Friends. Damn right. Friends. <laughs>